Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me and Nick on most platforms at HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch, though, go to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook or send us a text direct, 918-800-1188. And Nick, this is a fun episode that I've been looking forward to. We've got Jason Otterness with us from Chicago Auto Pros. Jason, man, can't thank you enough for the time you're going to take for the community tonight. Thanks Hell for yeah. coming, sharing some wisdom with us. You know, I, I sent to Nick pretty quickly after my uh, mobile tech uh, education talk, and I was talking through who was there. And Jason, I, I just, like I sent you in the DM, I was like, cool, man, from... <laughs> From one guy that puts out, you know, really great content to us. We love to put out content. It's it's wonderful to see another face in there, you know, absorbing and, and chatting back and forth. So, man, thanks for all your time tonight. Yeah, cheers, man. Um, I'm excited to be here. I'm drinking wine tonight, Mexican wine, by the way. So, <laughs> nice. I don't know what it is. It just, uh, I can't read anything on it, but uh, my wife buys these by the, uh, you know, 24 packs. She brings a box home every couple of weeks. So I just drink whatever. <laughs> there you go. Hey, might as well, right? So, yeah, Jason, yeah. let's go ahead and get into it. We got about 20 minutes. We want to chat with you before we go over to the community pub. So, you know, one of the things that was brought up in that education, which was really unique, where they, you know, they were asking through, you know, we, we talked through four different ways that people could go in distribution. And one of the questions was brought up, well, what about online? How how could somebody grow an online business? And there you were. And it was like, you know, hey, here's Jason. He's gone <laughs> one way. You know, we had gone, a, you know, kind of different in the industry, more local, hands-on, build your local community in a sense. Um, wow. You, you've got a massive fall and we're going to jump into some of those videos. You took YouTube a different way than some others, Right. Some some people do YouTube where they get paid sixteen thousand bucks to tell people that a product bees water. Great. <laughs> yeah. um, you you actually come at products as, hey, this one failed. You know, there's we're having these talks of lifetime coatings and you've shown some on cars that are like this brand. It failed after three months and it's from them. What? Why did you just from a core aspect like why? Why did you go that direction with, you know, straight into the facts, hardcore? This one failed instead of you know, Hey, yeah, I think anything I've done on YouTube has been, uh, just real. I've, I've always wanted to show just, it started off with the detail shop, right? What we do, how we go into things. And that was kind of geared towards the customer. Like this is how far we go sometimes with these details. And it really helped with the customer to show them to what level that we're going at. And I think that just continued into the products. I, I'd like to be as real, as honest as possible. I think it's important. It's a part of our culture is integrity is just to be ourselves and be authentic and just deliver knowledge. Uh, it's got me in trouble a little, a couple of times, you know, there's some products out there that I don't like, and, and I'm not going to re recommend it if I don't like it. And um, you know, there's some products that I use in, and it's a small industry, right? So there's a lot of people that I know that are starting these companies and sending 
me products to use and I feel bad. And, and the tests that I do that you're referring to, if anybody hasn't seen them on YouTube, um, I like doing the real world tests. So I use different cars and I try to let people know that there's a, a bunch of different variables that go into when you're doing this testing, you know, where you're at, how you're using the car, how many times you're washing it, even the paint, you know, a Honda paint is going to be different from a Mercedes paint. And, and the way that a product is going to react or last uh, how long or how short, there's lots of different variables that go into that. And I try to let everybody know before, uh, you know, we get into the testing and they take what I have as, as the truth. It's not, it's just my results on this type of car and this type of weather and whatnot. And, and it's, and, and going back to like the industry is small, um, it's tough, but I, I think I owe it to myself um, and I owe it to the viewers just to be as truthful and honest as possible. And, and, and I, I tell them I'm not a chemist or a scientist or anything like that. I just want to see what these products do on this type of car. And that's what all I'm doing for most of these tests. Do you find that that is more well-received than the hocus pocus of others? It is real. I think it is well received. And, and I'm going to be honest, I don't really care what people think. I'm doing this for myself and I want to share it with everybody. So it's my curiosity that's driving me to do this. And because of the YouTube channel that I got, I'm like, well, I might as well share it with everybody. Um, so honestly, I don't care what anybody thinks if they want to, uh, you know, most but most people are just are cool about it. They you know they, they want to see what's going on real world, with these products, and, and it's not a perfect test. You know, you know that some products in a um, if you put them behind the wheel, behind the front wheel, it's going to take more wear and tear versus something that maybe on on the top door or the top of the hood, you know, so um, it's 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 different every time. Yeah, I, and from the videos, you can tell. You can tell it's different. Um, I know Nick. Uh, Nick has quite a few questions we we want to jump into. Nick, before you get into into that, what's been Jason? What's been your funnest video that you've ever done? Oh wow, uh, funnest video. So th the fun videos that I like to do, like so, we did a couple ten thousand dollar details, and um, this is not... that's what you're known for, right? Those were yeah. your early ones that really popped for you. And I enjoyed doing those details. And what I did it for is just to see how far you can go because it, it's almost poking fun of it a little bit because you can get crazy. Like nobody really is going to spend 50 hours on an undercarriage polishing um, the tailpipes and everything like that. But I really enjoyed doing that because it, it took my detailer, uh, you know, what I wanted to do because I love cleaning. I love, you know, for some reason, we love seeing that dirt cleaned out of cracks and crevices and seeing how far we go. That was fun for me. I enjoyed uh, just seeing how far I could take detailing. And it was really cool. And we don't do a whole lot of those detail details. We don't sell them, really. I mean, we, we do undercarriage washes, and it's, and it's very rare that we'll get somebody that wants to go to that level. Um, but that was just a cool detail to do and i really like doing it it takes a long time <laughs> it was a pain in the ass but and there, and there you go i think that's one of the things nick you know go ahead i think that's one of the questions you had kind of had yeah you know one of the things jason that, that that's kind of interesting to watch because you know you're a detailer right you guys have a detail yeah. shop you got a detail business but now you got these branch off you know you guys are a online supplier you, you know you branch into these different things one of the things that guys I think can we can start to put in perspective tonight is what is the investment like in your YouTube channel appearing how it does? Like I here's what we hear all the time. Well, you got a phone. If you just flip it around and talk into your phone, you're gonna make a zillion dollars. Like, why isn't everybody making money? And I also I, I hate that because it's 25% of the story. 
So fill yeah. in the other 75% of what you have found, what kind of time investment, what kind of money investment are you guys making as a company? What does it take to really make difference making content that starts to move the needle in a real way? Yeah. Uh, going back to the phone, I mean, I literally started from my phone too, and you can certainly do that. Um, but the, the commitment that you're talking about is, yeah, you can do it with the phone. You don't necessarily need equipment. We got nice equipment. It's the time commitment. It is the, so what we have right now is we have, we use Sony cameras. We got three cameras and they're about uh, 2,500 to $3,000 a piece. And then you got lenses that are pretty much the same price as that. Um, I enjoy the cinematography. I enjoy the higher level production value of doing videos. I enjoy editing myself. So I, I much rather put, um, some production time into there. You don't need to do that. Um, one of the most important things is actually content. Are you interesting and are you delivering valuable information to the to the viewer? That's the most important thing on a video. It's not necessarily the, the video quality, but I like the video quality. I like to, to uh, you know, be able to hear the person clearly, you know, so I'm into the audio and everything. Um, right now, we have a, uh, a media team of, of four people, myself included, and then three other guys. We have one guy who's just directly for social media, TikTok posting, and we have a media coordinator who does kind of um, high-level uh, graphics, and he helps me one-on-one. -on -one. He helps upload a lot of the stuff. He's doing thumbnails, and he's doing uh, titles, and then he's doing descriptions of everything. And then we have one full-time editor. We're actually, we're about 30 videos behind. So we're looking for more editors. And then we have one full-time editor. And then we all help with the production when we're actually making a video. So uh, there's a whole team that goes into it. And then it, consistency is, is very important. So um, it, time is the big factor is making sure that if you want to grow your channel, you've got to be consistent with posting every week, uh, coming up with the content every week. It's not hard for us to come up with content. Uh, we got lots of ideas. Um, but, it, it, you know, I think what most people don't realize is that you need a good computer, right? You need to, um, <laughs> you know, we're recording in 4K now. And to be able to uh, put 4K footage into a computer and edit it with any, um, in, a, in a, a certain amount of time, you got to have a good computer. And then if we're recording a video, say we're doing just a, uh, even if it's just a weekend wash video. So these do, we do these weekend wash videos, getting to know a product vendor or somebody in the industry. And it takes an hour and a half to record it. It takes a day and a half to edit it. You know, there's some videos, the $10,000 video that we did, it took three and a half weeks to edit that thing. That's yep. an editor sitting at a computer for three and a half weeks, just editing it, you know, and yeah, that's a lot and, of time. And, and the purpose is not to discourage guys with this conversation. I just don't like the hucksters telling everybody there's a zillion dollars and just your personality in an iPhone. That certainly is the 1%, right? Yeah. There's guys that make it to the NFL. Let's all be clear. But this is what I want guys trying to run a, a profitable business and, and to learn from guys like you. And I think it's interesting is just going into Instagram and typing in, we applied a three-year ceramic coating. Is that going to move the needle or what you're, yeah. and again, just talk about it from a business perspective, how you've learned, because we'd be interested to learn from you as well. It's just a bigger investment than most people are told, you know, up front when they're starting their business. When I explain it to guys, I explain about the sacrifice that you have to make. You know, we make sacrifices being business owners. When you're starting off, you're initially putting your hard-earned money wherever you got it or borrowed money into a business in hopes of, um, you know, a better life. And there's a sacrifice that you 
you take there when you're starting a business. Uh, the same thing happened when we decided to, uh, you know, we didn't decide to do YouTube. Uh, the first couple of videos were just putting out a video to uh, um, training videos for our employees that were coming in. We didn't, you know, go out there to do YouTube, but it ended up being something that we wanted to put a lot more time in. And that's where I had to make the sacrifice. So I was literally detailing during the day. I would record what I could. I had a, a, a tripod and moved it around and did all that stuff. And then at night, I would go home and de or, uh, edit. You know, I had to make the sacrifice to learn how to use the software. I had to sacrifice each night going to make the videos because I was still a detail manager in the shop at that time. So it was that sacrifice that you had to put into it initially to get it going. How many hours is that, if you guessed? Uh, you know, learning to edit. Um, I went on to uh, lynda.com. I think I mean, it's connected to uh, LinkedIn now. And they had a program on there. And it took me two days. It was just it was almost 16 hours of training just on Premiere Pro. So I just took two days and I watched all those videos and played around with it. And then there's a lot of other stuff on, on YouTube that you can learn. But uh, it was a good, you know, uh, 30, 40 hours just to learn the program to get in there. And then like anything, you refine your skills after you continue to do it over and over and over and over again. Uh, you, you're kind of slow at first, like, you know, where the controls are. Um, but then you get a little quicker as you, you know, that you, you figure out the shortcuts and you figure out what cuts you can do. Um, so the muscle memory gets there and it gets faster and faster as you go. But you know, the first couple of years, I guess, what was your normal day? Was it a, an eight hour mm -hmm. day? Was it a, an 18 hour day? Did you work five days a week and take two days off? Like some people say you should, or did you, you know, climb all the way through and keep working most days and put in a lot of hours? What, what was that? What was that like? Um, well, it's, it's the same as it is now. Nothing's really changed as far as how I work. I, I work six days a week, most days or most weeks. Um, I enjoy working and it's, What's happened is if I end up replacing myself or like uh, editing, we actually eventually found an editor to help us do that. I just find something else to do with my time. Um, so it is, I enjoy working. I think a lot of people in this industry, they like doing it. I like working for myself. I enjoy doing this. Um, so I work, I don't work that hard. I mean, I, I probably work anywhere from uh, 10 to 11 hours a day. I don't go crazy. I don't get to the 18 hour days. I mean, I have in the past, but I try not to do that anymore. I got a family and, and I, I'm actually trying to slow down, but it's really hard. Uh, cause anytime anything comes up, it's, it's, I have this thing that I just can't say no to anything. I, I can't, I can't do it. I don't know why it's yeah, an, opportunity. No, you an just, opportunity. And you, you exactly the word opportunity. Uh, Let's talk about product distribution. I mean, you guys have really gone into this world pretty heavy. You guys are are building out this, you know, massive online following. So you're like, hey, we can start to 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 distribute some products, and and we're going in that direction as a company. So a lot of people listening to this are coming on as distributors for us, or yeah. interested in that model. What do you find has been the biggest surprise to you? when starting to sell products because again everybody thinks that's the holy grail right there's a zillion dollars in products if i could just sell products i'm going to be the next warren buffett mm -hmm. what what what's the biggest lesson you've learned in that part of your business well if you're going to grow a product company it's uh, be prepared not to make money for a very long time because um your all the money that you would make is is in the products like i feel like i have a savings account that's like a half a million dollars just sitting in the corner and i'm like 
well, that's all. That could be all cash. But um, I have, I have yet to. We, I have not taken any money out of uh, Car Supplies Warehouse. It's been almost three and a half years. I, me and my business partner have not been paid from that company at all. Um, and that's been the hardest part to know that. In order to keep on growing it, you have to keep on investing, and all the money that we could be taking out is just reinvesting in it, and and that's what's going on now. Uh, and also, if if you don't like numbers and if you don't like um, uh, very tedious jobs, like putting these products in there with the uh, you know you have your SKU numbers, then you have your your cost, you have your margin, and then you have to and the prices are always changing, right? You know, so if you if you have forty, even if you have like ten or fifteen brands. Like you have to make sure you're inputting everything, the weights of each product, um, how much it's costing you, what you're selling it for. Um, and that is always changing. And it's a lot to keep up with. So it's a lot of like uh, numbers and forms and everything that has to be put together, Excel spreadsheets and everything. Um, and knowing where you're at with your numbers, there's a lot of analytical um, things when it goes into um, an e-commerce business and figuring that out because you can you can get products and maybe you'll get them at a 30 or 40% margin. Um, and it doesn't, but you also have to factor in shipping and boxes and storage and then the pickers and the packers and the <laughs> managers and it's really hard to say that oh yeah we get 40 40 margins on this product and well how many do we have to sell to actually make a profit after all the packing supplies and all the uh you know the rental the the mortgage and all that other crap there's a lot that goes into it yeah it's and but it's just been sold as this golden ticket right i mean you see it everywhere hey just you're just gonna start selling products and and again we're not about discouraging we're, we're yeah. a lot like you on your youtube you, you stated at the beginning of this and i think marty you 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 probably took the same thing you're just going to be authentic yeah well, i've been i've been detailing for 24 years i i can tell you where the the mistakes I've made, I can tell you all those different things. And I can tell you when somebody turn, tells you to turn your phone around, you're going to make a bunch of money. That isn't how it works. There's time involved. And the same goes for products. There's a lot of money to be made with the effort and the time and, and you doing the right things day in and day out for three and a half years as you're getting this thing off the ground. You guys know there's a promised land, but you're not going into it with your eyes shut like, hey, we're going to make all this money right now. It's more of a long term play. And yeah. look, it may be a way out of, hey, I, I don't want to detail anymore, but we have this online business and I really enjoy it. And, and it can give you that it, that part of it where you just say, hey, we don't want to own a shop anymore. It's real stressful. Look, I got a shop. I got a huge detailing company as well. I, it gets stressful. Um, so the great thing for me being in hyperclean and guys being distributors is it does give you an option. Hey, if I build this big enough, maybe I don't need the stresses of detailing anymore. I like selling stuff. And, and the reason I like this business a little better than detailing is because it's scalable. Um, it's not any easier. It's not like it's easier selling products than it is running a detail shop. That's not so, it. Jason, we, I say that on a regular basis. It's a different type of sale. Right, yeah. you're selling a product versus a service. I'm I'm chasing a rabbit real quick. Go with me. Talk to us about that for a second. What was your learning curve like on selling a product versus selling a service? 
Um, so selling a product, as far as service goes, uh, I feel like you have a lot more loyal customers. You're in your local market. You're marketing towards, um, you know, 10 or 15 mile radius in there. So one, you're not selling to the entire world. Um, and, and most of the time, if it's competition, it's only two or three shops that you're competing against, right? So, um, and then when you're selling online, you're competing with Amazon, you're competing with everybody. So it's a whole new ball game. Um, so the, the marketing game is a little bit different. Uh, I believe if you're going to go into e-commerce sales or, or any sales that for that point, like marketing is everything. If you don't have your marketing down point, it doesn't really matter if you don't, you know, that's why I'm, I'm I feel a little bit blessed to have the influence of the, the channels that we have. That's really helped us, um, you know, jump over and get that really started pretty quickly. Cool. Thank you. And, and sales for that too is, is um, one thing I didn't realize going into the e-commerce business on how much, uh, how many calls we get about detailing. You know, like if we, if we sell the products, it, it seems like we get a ton of calls of people. They want to know how to use it. Like we're the, you know, like we're teaching them how to use it most of the time. And it's, it's a little bit frustrating, you know, when somebody's calling up like, Hey, how do I polish paint and, and what products should I get? And they want you to spend hours on like going down every single product and then how to use it. And it's like, wait, this is well, not, this is not what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. Mar Marty and I, when you're in e-commerce, the number one lesson I've learned is why Google makes you email them. Mm-hmm. Like this is, Absolutely. this is the joke we have in our, in our company is I get why people don't have phone numbers. Because companies, yeah. like you said, hey man, you bought you bought this light coating. It cost you twenty three bucks, and you're calling and you want four hours of service. It's it's yep. very frustrating, and you're not trying to do the wrong thing. That's right. what Marty and I always say. Like, I want to support you, but we got to put it in context here. You bought twenty seven bucks worth of product. Like, yeah, my my margin after shipping and everything. I mean, we're we're down to <laughs> this isn't very much money, right? And, and again, it, it is something that. We want to say to detailers, because again, we're bringing on a lot of detailers to sell in their local market and allow them to expand out their customer base. It's still work. There is no yeah. such thing as free money. You know, this, this isn't a crypto market, right? Like it's, <laughs> you got to put the, you got to put the effort in and, and it's great to, to have people like you because now we can say, Hey, here's a guy doing a lot of content. What does it really take? Here's a guy yeah. selling products. What does it really take? Right. You're running a detail shop. What does it really take? And, and what it comes down to is it is always going to be time, effort, money. It's always going to be that, right? Like, I mean, yeah. isn't that pretty much across everything you have going? What, of course. What is the common denominator? Yeah. You gave me a good idea, though. I want to be able to, like, if you sell, like, a ceramic coating, you can, like, sell it as just a normal product, or you can have another option for, like, <laughs> support. $39.99, you get a half hour. Yeah, that's, a great, that's a great idea, because let me tell hey, you. We'll, we'll take 5%. 5% royalty. 5% royalty. Everybody heard it, it here. Uh, Jason, curious, you know, because you, you have these videos, and we, we mentioned one earlier that, you know, products fail, right? Yeah. Do you how do you do you, do you continue to carry them do you do you support them do you do you get flack you said that you've gotten some heat you know what does that look like uh on a on a brand situation from others you know how how does that relationship go um so our motto is tested proven packed so a part of our culture the, the reason why we started car supplies warehouse is to carry products that we would use in our own shop 
that would be proud to use. So um, an extension of that is testing these products, improving them. Yes, if there is a product that flat out doesn't work and I don't like, we are not going to carry it. But with, with that said, I think there's so many different types of products and people use them for different reasons. So for instance, I, I tested a product called Technician's Choice 580. It's a ceramic coating that costs $49. Very cheap as the ceramic coating goes, uh, very simple and easy to apply. It looked fantastic for like five months. Once it hit six months, it was done. It was over, it wasn't there anymore. Um, and, and we can dive into claims, like I don't like false claims and everything, but for a product that's $49 and looks fantastic for five and a half months, there's a market for that, you know, versus something that's gonna cost you $100 and maybe a little more difficult to apply and will last double that, maybe it lasts for a year, year and a half. Um, so I think there's, people use different products for different reasons, you know, there may be certain products that uh, and this has come up, like, you know, like there's been certain products where, yeah, I don't really like using that, but some people really like using it. This comes with compounds a lot. You know, I see that like everybody seems to love a certain polish or compound, you know, and I like mine for a reason or another. So um, a part of that is, is we reach out to the community. I want to hear um, the, yeah, <laughs> I want to hear um, what other people think uh, about products. And if, and if we get a general consensus that, hey, this is a, a product that they like to use, I want to carry it on the, on the site. So we don't have anything like really struck, like if this product doesn't get this so many points in this certain test that we're going to cut it from the website. Um, it's all personal preference and what we use. And, and yes, yeah, so if, if, if any new products, I, I'm continually testing new products that I would like to bring on the site. Uh, and it has to, ha it has to be good. It has to pass the test. It has to work. Um, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah it's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to finish with this. Cause I know we have a lot of detailers that listen to this. So let's, let's, you know, from my standpoint, for me, I'll, I'll finish on this. There's a couple fold question. I'm sure you were down in San Antonio as a company here. What last weekend? Yeah, we were, uh, you guys are obviously heavy in film. You guys are heavy in ceramic coating. What is the future of protection? If you were a detailer today, how would you look at ceramics? How would you look at PP? How would you look at all of this and what's going on? You know, you got consolidation in the film industry now, companies being bought, companies making all kinds of moves, making you bring on every product, whatever. We're heavy film here. We're heavy ceramic here. Just interested in your take on what you see from those two things in our industry heading forward. Um, it is interesting, you know, um, I think you're going to see less, less certified professional coatings you know, there, there's a lot of pro coatings out there right now that you have to be accredited to get. Um, I see the, the entry level coatings kind of catching up and, and maybe not a need for the accredited level coatings. Um, I see a lot of film that's adv advancing very quickly with hydrophobic top coats and ceramic coated top coats. Um, I like film a lot better than I do ceramic coating personally on my own car, because I feel like there's a physical barrier there. Uh, I live in a state where there's constant road construction. Uh, I literally just did a test where I did film on half my hood and I did no film on the other hood just to see what it looked like after a month and a half. And I can't wait to get film back on my hood because uh, even though that it's both going to get chipped, you're, 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 
your PPF is still going to get chipped, but it's certainly not as much as bare paint. And you can see that there's physical evidence of it on my car where there's five or six big chips, like actual paint chips out of the paint where you can actually see uh, the, the primer in the middle where you can still see some nicks and everything from rock chips on the PPF side, but not nearly as bad as the not uh, as no PPF. Yeah. Um, I think PPF is the best way to protect the car. Um, and I think ceramic coating is the best way to keep a car cleaner for longer. Um, so I love both of them. And I think uh, eventually it's going to marry together in a film. And if they can get the cost down, you know, the, most of the cost when it comes to that is the installation, the time to actually put on a film. And that's why it's so expensive. So, well, uh, we guess, can't find technicians. You know, that's, that's becoming yeah. a huge issue. Uh, again, we're, we sell a lot of ceramic, you know, but ceramic and PP, everything has its place, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's great for hyperclean for you to say that the certifications are kind of <laughs> getting outdated. I mean, let's be honest. They were sort of outdated yeah. after about 15. I mean, I remember the early coatings that came over. Let me tell you, wet application coatings that needed to be sanded off with a, a billion different types of sandpaper. Those were, you needed to be a certain level. Yeah. Here at hyperclean, we've thought for a long time, ceramic technology is beyond that. Um, and again, it's supposed to be right. We don't wheel our big screen in to watch Super Bowl. We hang the 80 inch up in about 12 seconds. Technology is supposed to advance. We're supposed to be here. And I don't look at that as a negative. I don't think you do either. This is what's supposed to happen in the ceramic market. And it's great um, to hear you say that. Yeah. And I, I, and I like the pro coatings. Don't get me wrong. I want to use a pro coating because usually they're going to, they're going to be thicker. They're going to last longer. Um, but just make them available to everybody. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know much when it goes, you know, you can, we can go into in different industries too. Like even the window industry, like if you're selling windows, like you usually are exclusive to a brand going to sell a windows and maybe that's a, a bad example and everything. But, um, I don't like that. Uh, everybody has been separated. You know, we get in these little arguments with our team. Like I'm, you know, whatever I'm team, this ceramic coating, I'm team that ceramic coating. I don't necessarily like uh, the diversity of that and everybody, um, not being together. I always liked teamwork, you know, even in our shop, when we had commission based, everybody was like out from themselves, you know, it seemed like, and we switched to an hourly pay and, and all of a sudden, like guys are working together, it's teamwork and there's more, you know, there's a company culture that just kind of grew together better. And I don't know. I just like that. I love, I just want everybody to get along, man. Yeah, I love One it, love. Man. <laughs> I appreciate the time and I, I really appreciate, I mean, the insight for, for guys, the, these are kind of invaluable and I hope everybody kind of takes it. Hey, these are guys getting things done and, you know, take it for where it can help you and help your business. And I really appreciate you taking some time tonight. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for Definitely. having me. Thanks so much, guys. Talk soon.